Hello, dog fan. Hello, dog fan. How are you? If I were any better, I'd be you. Oh, wow. That's bold. That's very bold, right? Well, I'm wearing different headphones today, hoping, hoping, there's a new word. Okay. I'm hoping they mm -hmm. don't sound like I'm sitting in a tin can. Well, from this end, you sound fine, but that could be different when you, you know, I don't know how it's different when you hear it back. Right. More, you, more, you know, more importantly, you more importantly, how do I look? <laughs> Thankfully, I can't see you, so you take that however you want to. And there it is. And there it is. And there you go. <laughs> so it's good to be a winner. I'd like to be a winner. Uh, ten straight. Ten straight. Ten straight. Did you think after we left the desert, ASU, and that putrid performance that we would be reporting recording a podcast talking about 10 straight. No. Uh, well, first of all, I didn't think we'd ever do a podcast. So there's that. Um, Fair. And no, I, I was pretty darn despondent after that because one, we just didn't play well. We lost to, I think a pretty crummy team. And because we haven't won there since 2001. Oh, and don't say that. Which means, Todd, that who knows when we're going to play those guys down there again. You know, unless we have a non-conference involving them from the Big 12, I mean, when will we play them again? Um, never. never. And, and won't that be great? Well, kind of. On the other hand, do you want that streak hanging out there? I don't like no. that part either. It's, no. it's terrible. We. Just not winning last year was just brutal. I, I just freaking hated it. But anyway, 10 in a row, the second longest win streak in the country right now, uh, only behind Georgia. So there you go. We're waiting for Richard, and you brought up Georgia. Can I, I have a bone to pick with Georgia? Okay. Because I am guilty of looking at the polls, well, that's, our, ranking, the, well, that's, our rankings. That's on you. That's on you. Okay. And then I'm guilty at looking at the schedules of teams ranked above us. What did Georgia and Michigan have in common? They don't play anybody in the top 15 until November 11th. Come on, Todd. They play eight gauntlet conference games in the, in the SEC. Come on. Can, can, can we go through the gauntlet and can we start with Vanderbilt? Who just lost to UNLV? Last Saturday, yeah, yeah, here in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about the gauntlet. Uh, come on, Arkansas. Um, you know, Ole Miss. Well, they're ranked. Okay, Mississippi State. I don't know if they're ranked anymore. I don't even know. Um, Texas A and M. Frauds. Um, yeah. Who Who else is even? There's 16 teams. Who the hell's in there? Say George. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida. Speaking speaking of frauds, I think Richard might have joined us. Oh. It's a, it's entirely possible. Well, look at that. Well, if it isn't the man who traveled to East Lansing with room in his luggage and thankfully brought back a W. Welcome back, winner. Well, it's good to be a winner. I like being a winner because, <laughs> well... 
I like to win. Is there really anything else? No. I mean, what not. is the point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to play football, the only point, the reason you play is to win. There's nothing else. Vince Lombardi said, "You don't a like time good ago. losses." You know, team building. No, it's about winning. That's all it's about. That's wow. all it should ever be about. And if it's anything more, if anything's different, then get out of the sport. I mean, come on. It's about freaking winning. It's about it's about team winning. That's why I hate fantasy football, by the way. But I digress. Yeah, fantasy football is not my thing. Fantasy and football don't go together. I could I could go on for an hour about how it has wrecked and changed the game. It's changed what it means to being a fan. You you can win and walk out wrecked because you didn't because your guy didn't score. You didn't cover the spread. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Well, yeah, it's well, it's all about selfish. It's it's all about, you know, individual. That's why I hate it. Well, fantasy football for me is just the 91 receiver season over and over and over again. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good call. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my fantasy yeah. football. Yeah. Put that on repeat for sure. Yeah. Two, two quick points. Richard, I've always thought of you as a wiener. So thank you. Well, and Terrence, I hear you don't like to lose. So here we are with 10 wins in a row. It was, uh, it was a good day in East Lansing. And yes, I was cavorting with the enemy all weekend. Um, it was uh, a great trip back there. I have a good friend who is a Spartan alum, whose dad was a professor for 53 years at Michigan State. And they treated me with great hospitality to the point where I was extremely hungover Saturday morning. But I sucked it up and uh, went to the stadium and uh, had a great time. It was good to be back in. The second time I've been to the stadium, first time was uh, I was there for the Kirk Cousins Hail Mary to defeat Russell Wilson in the Wisconsin Badges. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. You know, I just want to add, so, you know, you got wined and dined there, and in return, you raped and pillaged their football team. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes. And and not only did they do that prior to the game, but they were gracious in defeat. I had a Negroni waiting for me when I got back to the house. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It, isn't this where you include hearing the lamentation of their women? <laughs> no, but I will say that my pal's distillery, Wildwood Spirits, makes a fabulous gin cure that is awesome in a Negroni. So it was a yeah. winner. It was a win all the way around. Look at that in an advertisement too. Um, How about that? I can, yeah, I can I, go I, on I go on record and say that the treatment that you got from your Spartan friends, you probably won't get that from any quacker supporters. No, no. I have a I have a a, a sad story to tell though, in that uh, you know my buddy and his folks they came out from East Lansing last year. Uh, his folks did. He lives here. But uh, they went to the UW-Michigan State game last year, and he said that the, the UW fans were rude and obnoxious to them. And they had good seats. They weren't sitting in the end zone or anything. They were, you know, I helped them get the tickets. But I, I hate hearing I, that. I, I'm so dismayed by that. Look, I understand not everybody can be Nebraska fans, right? I mean, that's, right. so that's, a, that's a mile too far sometimes to even hope that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was distressing to hear that. So I'm uh, 
Well, I'm not, listen, I'm not condoning that at all. And I think it's totally classless. But remember, okay, for some of these people, they don't know what it's like to win. <laughs> well, that's because fair. Because they haven't seen much of that. And then for those of us that have seen what it's like to win and then go through 30 years. Oh, come on now. Of sucking to lesser or greater degrees might bring out that kind of behavior. Again, I don't condone it. I don't like it. I think it's classless, but I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Rock. (laughs) Well, real quickly on the quackers. I've always said they're like the nouveau rich. They woke up on third base, thought they hit a triple. They have no idea of their own history and they lose badly. But a buddy of mine sent me a text. It's the back of a t-shirt and it goes, the Oregon Ducks are the Paris Hilton of college football. They're famous for no reason. They're always getting arrested and they have a rich daddy who dresses them pretty. Well, okay. I kind of like it. Okay. I, I, I just wish they had inserted the sex tape in there. Yeah, they well, missed that. But let's let's just move on from the Quackers because I don't really talk about them until it's the week that we play them. Absolutely. It's just another game on the schedule as far as I'm concerned. We, got, we have work to do. I mean, we got Cal coming up. And let me just say right now, okay, if we lose to Cal on Saturday – Washington can never play football again. We do, we we got to turn in our uniforms. Oh no! Oh, That's not this. Done. Really? We cannot, we cannot lose the fucking cow. We we've won ten straight. We're three and zero, oh, and you're running to the edge and leaping just like that. No, I'm not saying we're gonna lose. I'm saying we better not fucking lose. No, because you no... don't lose the cow. You just don't do it. <laughs> not even when you're losing. Not even when you're leaving jail. Yeah. Well, to have lost I, 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 I fully agree. And when I was in the undergrad, we were playing Cal and we hadn't lost to them in, I think, 19 consecutive games. And we're down in the fourth. And Damon Heward is taking his downfield to try to rectify the situation. And my buddy Kelly, whom I love dearly, screaming at the TV, his golden locks flying around the room. Damon, if you win this game, I will name my first child after you. My buddy Kelly now has a nine-year-old, or excuse me, a grown daughter. And I don't know her name because I've called her Damon for 20 years. (laughs) Are you saying that they won that game then? Damon Heward, unlike 95 against the Quackers, came down and he hit the fade route in the corner of the end zone for the win. So what year was this then? I'm guessing this would have been about 95, 96. Hmm. Well, well, we'll see. Was 90, 94 was his last year, right? Wasn't it? Damon, wasn't he a senior when he threw the God, God awful pick in, in Hudson? Gosh, well, the one where it could he, have been 94. The one where he made yeah. the business decision and gave up on his opportunity to tackle Kenny. Dude, Wheaton. come on. He's that the one, guy. That one? Oh, wait no, a no, he didn't. Go ahead. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. There's Damon making a business decision oh. going, oh, I think I'll just shy away from the opportunity to tackle Kenny Wheaton because, oh, I might get hurt. 
It's there. Uh, watch it. If people don't know that, get on YouTube and watch it because it's there. Damon, shame yeah. on you. That was his last year, wasn't it? Or, or did he play another year? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I'm trying I to black it out. I can't remember. Yeah. It's pretty, it's the man old. is uniquely skilled in throwing people covered. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay, enough of our tangent. Richard, any more thoughts on the game day experience? And how, how was it to watch a game without Asa? <laughs> well, uh, Vince Nunley looks the part and i saw a stat that said he didn't have any tackles but i disagree with that i remember seeing him make one uh late in the first quarter uh he came up he seemed to be in the right place all the time uh he looks like he's pretty physical i'm excited about his potential i'm i'm thinking that's that and dom may be the best safety tandem we'll have going forward um Overall, some other I, thoughts that really were interesting was that uh, I was sitting on about the 42-yard line, a 40 rows nice. back, so I had a great um, great view of the field. And that catch that uh, Roman Dunze had in the first half where he stretched out right in front of me on the, on the 40 or something like that exhibited a catch radius that was just ridiculous. I mean, to be truthful – he jumped too soon for the ball and, and had to, he should have kept running and he still would have needed to dive for the ball, but he jumped too soon, but his catch radius was so incredible. You just kind of went, wow, that's, yeah, that's first round athleticism right there. And there were multiple catches like that throughout the game with Jalen Polk laid out and, and Jalen McMillan. I mean, it was it was pretty pretty amazing, and you know, great homecoming for Jeremy Bernard as we you know talk about all the receivers getting his uh, first touchdown uh, in the first quarter. That was I, great. I was I was really impressed with Polk. Oh yeah, his first catch where he lays out in the air and he's going to come down and land and gets hit in the air was gorgeous. And then off the tip, right, three or four different defenders got their hands on him. He still scored. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, and he's our number three receiver. It's, I'm a huge fan of Jim Polk. I think he's the, I, I, he looks to me like the fastest receiver we have out there. Um, he's big. I mean, it's ridiculous. So here's a thought. So I thought our, I thought we looked more physical on the offensive line than we have all year. Um, I liked what I saw out of uh, Dylan Johnson. He, he looks like an SEC tailback, big, strong. And then I read, which I, for some reason, didn't catch it when I watched it, that, you know, that was with Parker Brailsford at center. Yes. And as I recall, we looked stronger in the A-gap right there. Now, I, I'm not insinuating, well, obviously, Melee's gone for the year now anyway, but, but, Maybe that got maybe that move. I don't know. Maybe I'm just dreaming, but maybe that move will make a big difference. Well, there's going to be some more shuffling on the line because I don't think Bulo's coming back this week. We'll see. But uh, it was interesting to see the the Hatchet brothers got some serious time playing next to each other. That had to be fun for them. Um, we'll see. It's it's. Um, it's going to be a little bit of so. Move. So, who would play right guard then? Would that be one of the hatchet kids? Then, 
Yeah, uh, actually, you know, what was funny was I believe Landon went in first. Really? And then Garen came in. Yeah, and then they did start shuffling things around. The second half, I mean, from the middle of the third quarter on, they were rotating so liberally, it was hard to yeah. keep up with everything. But Richard, Richard, what was your impression of the Zebras? Oh, well, typical terrible Pac-12 referees. Terrible. And that's the problem. You know, we go on the road and we're stuck with Pac-12 referees. So, yeah, well, you know, we pay the least amount of the Power Five conferences to our officials. So sometimes you get what you pay for. Is that true? Yes. God, you know what? I'm sad that the, that the clown conference is ending. But you know what? I think I'm going to be okay with the clown conference ending. I think I'm just tired of living in that, living in that, in that, I don't know what that funk that, that, that this conference is in bad. I guess we're cheap. I guess that's just it. We're just cheap. Unless you're Larry Scott being a first I, I, cabin guy. I, as they I, like I, to I, I, I think that we live in the trailer park behind Larry Scott. Larry Scott's mansion. Yeah, well, I could if I if we could fire him again, I would. Not that I'm going to blame the demise of the Pac-12 entirely on him. He can get 51 percent, 49 percent can go to the university presidents who allowed yep. the whole thing to happen. Yep. You know, and then you can blame some of the programs themselves for playing shitty football. Yeah, including well, University of Washington. But anyway. Uh, I, I had a I had a morbid thought watching this game. We are just tooling these guys. The student section is emptying out. And I'm thinking, how many away games will be dogs in conference play in the Big Ten? What will it be like to go play at Rutgers or Purdue or Indiana? Illinois. Or Illinois. Well, you know, we think we think this. in terms of Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Yeah. But if we're looking at our schedule, have we really improved our conference schedule as far as the entertainment value in the in the competition? Well, the way I look at it, with the Big Twelve going to eighteen teams, with the four Pac twelve teams joining, if 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 I were to look at at least just this year. Uh, of the quality of teams. Um, I don't think Washington is, is any worse than the fifth best team in the conference right now. We might be better than that. We, like I said, no worse than that. And you're, I mean, we might be. I don't think we're better than Michigan or Ohio State, unfortunately, because I don't think in the trenches, but I'm not sure anymore. Um, what, what was the Michigan score at halftime against Bowling Green this year or this week? It was terrible. It was a joke. I mean, didn't they didn't they just sleepwalk through it? Yep. Well, they 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 stomped on in the second half, but I want to see more more of what I saw on Saturday from Washington on the offensive line and defensive line. I want to see them continue to be physical. I mean, I thought the uptick from game two to game three was significant. I want to see another jump. Who who do who do the three of us know who is the greatest critic of our defense? <laughs> There's no shortage of them, but uh, Captain Jimmy Rogers might be one of them. That would be the captain, and I talked to him today, and the captain 
praised our defensive effort and improvement. Yeah. Well, because they look, dude, they look different. They they looked. I I was stunned how you know because I I I've been not I've been pleased with what I saw, but they look like a different squad to me. So I'm with Jenny all the way on that for sure. The interior line with Tuatele and Ale looked definitely more stout to open the game. I mean, they're they're our best two interior D linemen, and and it was yeah. great to see ZTF look fast. Twitchy first uh, first series where he gets the sack and what should have been a fumble. Thank you, Pac-12 refs. Thank you. Um, how they blew that? How did they blow that? And yeah. how did it, and, and and how is it Washington didn't challenge that? Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there. I'll say this: Noah Kim, uh, he's got a decent arm and and he may develop into a, a good quarterback. But first things first. He needs to expand his peripheral vision. There is no excuse for him to have not seen ZTF coming. It's like yeah. the old, it's like the old uh, Rick Neuheisel line about the quarterback checking the uh, the protection at the line of scrimmage. Always check your protection because the life you save might be your own. <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line. He well, needs he, he needs to become more pocket aware because he left himself wide open to get crushed there, and GTF provided it. Well, especially it was coming from his right side; it wasn't like his blind side. Exactly. I mean, yeah. come on, dude, you got to feel that. I mean, totally. Yeah, he he missed that. He's and you know he can hit some throws, but he's really inconsistent, and that was probably the most obvious thing early in the game was that Michigan State just was not going to get the quarterback play to you know, outduel Michael Penix in this offense. I mean, no. this offense, it, it's Grubb is playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. There are multiple times through every game where you see a receiver with no one within 10 yards it's crazy. The receiver. It's it's, it's crazy. unbelievable. I don't know how he does the, it, but it's the, impressive. The first pass, the first pass from scrimmage, I think it was McMillan. There was nobody else on the TV screen. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Now that they're really bringing the tight end more involved, now what are you going to do? Well, that was an impressive display for Westover to end up with three touchdown catches. Uh, I mean, I can't remember the last time. Did did Hunter Bryant have three touchdown catches from the tight end position you, at one you, point? You, I, I don't know. You might have to go back to Jeremy Stevens. And I love the subtext of that. He gave the senior talk. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I read that. I heard that too. Yeah. Um, but 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 I'm just thinking as a defense. So you got to worry about obviously your the the wideouts. Um, now we're seeing that jet sweep with Jeremy Bernard coming across. And then now you've got the tight end blocking and then slipping out. I mean, you know, and, and then if you've got, I mean, when, cause they play that, that three receiver set. So you got, you got Jalen Polk. Is he, I mean, he's probably covered by a safety or maybe a linebacker sometimes, right? I mean, what do you, because because they have to be doubling either Rome or or McMillan, right? Well, it depends on what they're doing, but I, I, it's whatever. 
I mean, I've seen it multiple times. Whatever they're trying to do is not working because they're finding the holes in the zone if they're playing zone. And yeah, there aren't right. many there aren't many corners that can that can stick with these guys. There just aren't. So right. I mean, and you've got a problem where you you know you're sliding. You'll have multiple receivers, more than four receivers on the field when you put Bernard in it, slide him into a running back position, which they've done with Jalen McMillan a few times too. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, yeah, somebody's going to end up, unless they're in a dime, they might be able to have a defensive back on all the receivers. But it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it is a lot of pressure on defensive backfields and, you know, we'll see. I, I'm I'm probably more worried about that Oregon State game because I've seen that defensive backfield work with precision. And uh-huh. that that's the one that scares me the most as far as being able to shut down our our passing game. But uh it's 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 gotta be frustrating a lot of late nights for these defensive coordinators to be breaking down this film because nobody's nobody's figured it out yet. Well, then, and then, and then, add in all that motion, all that, all that pre 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 snap motion gets things all goofed up. I'm sure that the communication gets goofed up in the secondary. Yep. Um, it's it's pretty fun to watch, you know. And then I think about, you know, even if even if defenses are in a dime, you know, these are this is college football. This is not the NFL. So the quality of corners, I mean, you know, maybe you have one great lockdown corner. You probably don't have three. It's freaking ridiculous. And you know, if this defense keeps getting better, you know, I, I, ugh. Your I, lips to God's ears. If our defense keeps getting better and we have this offensive production, then we get we get to be pretty goddamn happy about our prospects. We're gonna be hard to beat. We're going to be hard to beat. You know, I mean, I, you know, that Oregon State game, right, Richard, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm worried on the road in November. It's probably going to be shitty weather down there. Um, it, and, and then their well, defense. Bone, do you, do you realize that, that I have to share a campsite with Richard for that game? And it's my wife's birthday weekend, and she and my daughter are talking about going to Paris because Papa decided to go to a football game with Richard. Paybacks are a bitch, Todd. Love it. Love it. Man up, Richard. You know, man up, Todd. You know, I mean, deal with it. Yeah, uh, and maybe maybe it'll be really nasty weather, and you'll be stuck inside the van just drinking Negronis all night, snuggling with you. Are you sleeping in the van too together? That's adorable. Uh, No, I'm going to put him in a single man tent. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Wow. Did I? Did either one of you two fools stay up and watch that late game in Boulder, Colorado? I did. I know you did. We were texting each other. What'd you think? Well, now again, I didn't see the first half. When I when I got home, it was just the start of the third quarter. When I heard the score, half I'm like, what? I was shocked. First of all, that it was twenty one fourteen because I really thought Colorado was going to boat race them. Um, uh, Colorado was very fortunate to win that game. Oh my gosh! Colorado, Colorado State threw a couple of they were they were pretty dirty. Um, I mean, you, you saw that uh, Travis Hunter that has, a last, has a lacerated liver. Ooh, oh no! But that was a vicious hit. 
Yeah, I didn't see that. That was in the first half, right? The first oh. early in the game, right? Oh. You know, you it, you watch it on replay, you get chills. You're like, ooh, nasty. Yeah, I, I heard it was just really dirty. Um, and then the the sack of that of I can't what what was his name? The defensive lineman that got ejected at the end there, number eight. Kamara, Kamara. Yeah, that dude. That dude, if he wants to get in the transfer portal and come to Washington, I'd you know, be purple on him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, we'll take the dirty out of you, Mr. Kamara. But boy, that guy, that guy looks like a player. But you know, I'll give, I'll give, you know, um, Shadur Sanders credit for bringing him back because he got, he got, they sacked him eight times. Mm-hmm. They sacked him eight times. You, you, you cannot overlook his contribution to this, their success. Oh, he's 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 really good. He's, that young man is a player. Did you see who's, who who's basically been mentoring him? Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did not. That'll be Tom Brady. In the post game interview, he's got a mic in his face. He's wearing his sunglasses, of course, <laughs> and he's showing off his watch. Right, so he's completely trolling the other coach. This is this is and, Dion. This or, is no, no Shadur. Sure. And um, I mean, it's hard to not like that kid. Right. But yeah. then the interviewer asked him, you know, um, we'll have you talk to Tom Brady. He's like, no, I haven't. But I suspect he'll be texting me soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, when your father's Deion Sanders, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll tell can you. you ima- can you imagine being raised as, as the son of Deion Sanders? But, you know, the kid seems really grounded. He doesn't seem like, you know, he, you know, I mean, everything I've heard about Dion Sanders being a family man, all that kind of thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I I've never been a fan of the guy. I just it just never worked for me. But but I mean, I've heard nothing bad about the dude. You cannot argue with his success. Yeah, absolutely well, not. He's going to Autzen Stadium next week. What do you think? Richard? Well, I think they're going to get punked in Austin Stadium, uh, but we'll see. I, I look. The only way we're going to play Colorado this year is if we meet them in the Pac-12 championship. So I'll worry about that if and yeah. when it happens. Um, they're getting plenty of uh, airtime around the country, so I don't really need to worry too much about them since we're not going to play them. Um, we'll see. I mean, I mean, I would sure like to see. Colorado knockoff, you know, give a loss to Oregon, give a loss to SC, give a loss to Utah. I would, I'm all about that. But without their best player, or at least second best player who plays their best receiver and their best corner, and an offensive line that gave up eight sacks to Colorado State, that just doesn't bode well, in my opinion. That's um, Yeah, that just, that scares me. I, you know, I, after watching them, I mean, I was impressed with them, but I kind of got to right now give them the pretender call. I, I just, we'll see. I hope I, again, let, let me be wrong because I would more than happy, I'd be delighted to see them knock off the Quackers. Well, oh. unquestionably, they raised the talent on that roster and they're going to win more games than anybody thought possible. Well, so, they already have. Yeah, so good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I'll tell you the the powers that be that that have that have owned recruiting, they're not happy what's going on. Oh no, Boulder. Um, oh no. 
I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're not going to be in the conference with them anymore. <laughs> because, dude, but, but actually that concerns me just from a, from a Washington point of view, too, that, you know, I mean, how many kids from Seattle, from the Washington area is he going to get? Well, we just need to keep winning, you know, 10 plus games a year and, and you know, keeping more kids at home. And uh, I like I like what Courtney Morgan's doing with our recruiting, you know, uh, stepping out into some different areas of the country where we've never recruited that well. Obviously, we've mm-hmm. done OK in Texas and the Parker Twins, you know, a bit of a homecoming right. for them. They're from Detroit. So it was nice to get Javon in there this week. Did both the Parker twins play? I don't think uh, his brother is 100% healthy yet. Yeah, I think Armand's still hurt. Yeah. And by the way, that young man, Mr. Morgan, Courtney Morgan, he left Michigan to come work with Coach DeBoer. That says a lot. That says a lot. Yep. He said he knew it was going to be something special. So, so far he's, uh, he's on the money, but I'll tell you what, he may end up being the MVP of this program before it's all said right? and done. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Could, High praise. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Gentlemen. Cal. For those who like have Cal- not, for those who have not, if you're a Husky fan, and you have not read the book Dogs of War, you need to hurry up and read it before Saturday. And if you don't have time to read the whole book, read the chapter on Cal, the Cal game from the 2000 season, which is what the book chronicles every game from the 2000 season. The Cal game and the descriptions in it are priceless. And every dog fan should read that, especially right before playing Cal yep. because it says it all and it's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Exactly. That's you're right. That's all needs to be said. That's how it's supposed to be. There's, yep. there's no, there's no other alternative to that. Nope. You don't lose to Cal. No, it's not acceptable. No, I don't think that Justin Wilcox is going to figure out DeBoer and, and Grubbs offense. Like he figured out Peterson's offense. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I, 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 it's not the same deal, Justin. Nope. Just what he owned. He, Wilcox owned Chris Peterson's offense. Owned yep. it. Yep. It was pathetic to watch. It was frustrating. He's not going to do that to Ryan Crow. No. Well, that and we and and our talent, especially at the receiver side, is so much better than it was when Peterson was there. It's laughable. Yeah. Well, bring on, bring on the Golden Bears. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go for four and zero. Then we got that road trip to frickin' Tucson, which is gonna gonna be terrifying because the way they do that. And then we have a bye. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. go into that bye five and zero, shall we? You guys okay with That'd that? That'd be nice. My buddy Jay wants to go to Tucson. I told him hell no. <laughs> um, Why would you say I'm, no to Tucson? Yeah, I I I didn't like anything about Tucson. Oh, I don't like the desert. Yeah. Remember. Remember, I, I'm that guy. Sorry. You're that guy. Oh, I forgot. I, I, I'm fully that guy. But this is, gentlemen, it's fun now. Colorado's at Oregon. UCLA is at Utah. That's going to be fun. How about the Cougs this week? Oregon State against Washington State. 
It's at four o'clock on the West Coast, and that may be the game of the week. I, I think, think Oregon that... State's going to punk them. I think UCLA gets punked going into Utah. Yeah. Well, is Cam Rising going to play finally? He hasn't played yet. You know what? I don't think they have to have him. That second quarterback of theirs, number thirteen. Yeah. That guy's the that guy's the scary part. Yeah, he is. You watch when he comes into Husky Stadium. It's going to be terrifying to watch him. Their number three quarterback looked good. That's who I'm talking about. They've got the other kid that starts in the more you know traditional role of quarterback right. in place of Rising. But if when Rising comes back, that guy's still your change of pace quarterback, um, and is terrifying running the ball, and he can throw it too. He's not a yeah. seasoned as a Cam Rising type of thing, but. Mm. He's going to be a problem. Well, then, then maybe we better hope for Cam Rising being really healthy, huh? Yeah. Yes, yes, but we have all seen Cam Rising take over a game. Oh yeah, for that sure. guy. That that guy is tough. Like he's t- John Wayne wants to be Cam Rising. Oh yeah, that kid is tough. Oh, he is tough. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't let don't let the flying locks fool you. Yeah. He is he is made of metal. Well, we're gonna see we're gonna see so much talent at the quarterback position in league play this year that it's not even funny. For sure. And he may get the last laugh, you know, not even making honorable mention after having two Pac twelve championships in his belt already. Yep. Well, no one's talking about Utah, which is a dangerous place to be. Yep. Right. <laughs> They've won it the last two years. Well, they're, they play physical, you know, both both lines of scrimmage. I mean, they're probably going to be the most physical team that we play this year, although Oregon State looks pretty pretty tough too. But but I think just the brand of football that they play, that'll be the most physical game that we play, I think. Well, that yeah, that and Oregon State, you're right. And I'll tell you what, if we don't slow down the injury train that has left the station Holy with crap. us, yeah. we're going we're gonna to be in trouble for those really physical games towards the end of the season. So yep. we, need, we need to knock off this uh, injury problem as fast as possible and hope we get some good luck on that front. For sure, for sure. Gentlemen, before we leave, I'd like to mention that the captain, Jimmy Rogers – he and I recorded a podcast, and we called it Jimmy Rogers' Neighborhood, a Toddversation. And we're going to be doing this alongside the Barking Dogs. It could be a lot of fun. As you both know, Jimmy has some stories. It has been a pleasure to talk with you. I love 3-0. and What are your parting thoughts? I like 3-0, and but I, I'd like 4-0 better. Yeah, four knows always better. Um, again, uh, let's try and stay healthy against Cal this week, and uh, and then you know it's the opening of Pac-12 play. I think it's also the first week of classes, which is a problem. The good news is, at least this year, we're at home for that first week of. Everybody going right back to school. So uh, that, you know, we saw what happened last year when we went on the road for the first week of classes. That didn't work out well. So uh, I don't like the 730 kicks, but so be it. We'll be there. No lightning. No lightning. No thunder. That was a, that was a long night. 
No torrential rain. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Brothers. All right. Go dogs. Go dogs. Woof. <laughs>